They're not booing, they're hooting as Team Kelly's Jake Hoot wins season 17 of The Voice. He's here in studio to talk about it all, coming up right now on AfterBuzz TV. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, the buzz. Such a special, special moment for us. Yes. We got Jake Hood in the hood. Yeah. yeah. Can you Did smell what the hood coming. is cooking? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it was like the rock. Can you yeah. smell what the hood is cooking? Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're so excited to have you here. Thank, thank you so you. much. Yes, thank you so much for being here with us. Gosh, what a whirlwind you have been through. Yeah, it's been it's been wild. I'm still trying to process everything right now. So first thing, besides processing it, tell us how do you feel? I feel great. I mean, I'm I'm still in shock. Uh, I've been telling everybody I thought anyone else but me would win. So you know, I'm just like when they called my name, I I'm still kind of like, oh my gosh, is this real? You know what's going on? So feel great though. Yeah, awesome. you collapsed on stage there. You're like, what? I, did. I, I joked and told somebody, they said, you know, what happens if you win? And I said, I'd probably pass out. Oh. And then when they said my name and I lost my breath, I was like, oh, God, don't pass out. Don't, don't do it now, you know. So, yeah, it was, it was an incredible moment. That's amazing. Well, of course, most people think, well, you were born in Texas, but we know that you spent a little bit of time in Dominica Republic. I did. Can you tell us a little bit more about growing up in, in Dominica? Yeah, so uh, my parents are missionaries, and so mm-hmm. I grew up over there for, I think I lived there about almost 11 years. They lived there 14 before they moved back, but um, it was just a great way to grow up. I was, I'm the second oldest of nine kids, wow. so wow. we had, you know... We had our own baseball team, you know, when we were down there. But wow. uh, no, it was it was a great way to, to grow up. We didn't go to any kind of language school before, so we learned Spanish just kind of playing with kids out in the street and interacting and stuff, and um, just a great way to grow up. That's so cool. So, do you think you'd ever put Spanish into your music? I actually tried as hard as I can, uh, as hard as I could, to sing La Bamba. Oh really? So, yes. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So the uh, the music director guy or whatever, his name is Clyde. Great dude. Um, and he would come and talk to us before the shows and be like, you know, okay, what song do you want to sing? Like, because they have it's a whole process to get a song approved to sing it. Wow. And I said, well, this one's way out there. I said, you know, he goes, well, no, nothing's way out there. Like, go ahead and tell us. <laughs> I said, you know, growing up in the Dominican, this and that, I said, I'd like to sing La Bamba. And he goes, that is way out there. Moving <laughs> on, you know, I was like, oh, okay, shot down. Wait, they didn't quickly. even entertain wow. the idea. No, not at all. They were just like, oh nope. Oh my gosh! You know, but that would have shocked all of us in that the most was. positive way yeah, possible. Absolutely. Honestly, and you know, like, and his name was actually Ricky, which is which is funny. Yeah. I mean, like he was he was super famous back in the day. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, Ricky Duran and I actually talked about it after the finale, and I told him the story. He goes, "Man, I would have even come out there and sang with you on that one." I was like, "That was <laughs> yeah. a great time," but. Yeah, they didn't like my idea too Aww, much. But it's not too late. You could still sing a song in Spanish. That is true. Or mix it up, you know, a little yeah, bit in there. Absolutely. Um, you said on the show that you also like opera singing, I do. which is so interesting because yeah. I didn't expect that, honestly. Um, would you mix that into your music I in the future? I think so. Um, I just found out, I think it was last night, maybe. I think, I, yeah, it was last night. Um, so the song that Ke- uh, Kelly and I did a duet is called Winter Song. I mm-hmm. loved that. That was amazing. Thank you so Ugh. much. Um, oh my goodness! It was originally a Sarah McLaughlin song, mm-hmm. and she redid another version with 
at the time they were the Canadian tenors, but now they're the tenors. Wow. And that's the version that we based it off of was the, the one with the, the tenors. And we posted it and everything else. And they recently, as of last night, sent a message to me and Kelly saying that they wanted us to come and record with them at any time. Like, wow. Wow. So, uh, so I think that could be where we bring in opera. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's been done before, but it'd be cool. Listen, I, I don't know that it has. That would be so cool. That would actually be a history maker. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. yeah. So we can expect a cover of Ave Maria, right? Oh, Ave Maria. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> now, personally, I would like to know. Of course, you know we we've seen your process on the Voice, but how was life before you even got to the Voice? How was life before I got to the Voice? <laughs> yes. Well, um, I was, I am working at a radio station. I was a sales rep, and Ooh. so uh, went out and you know visited local businesses on a daily basis and whatnot. Um, of course, I'm a dad, so you know going home and getting Macy from school and then going home and cooking dinner and whatever. Um, but yeah, I had no idea this was about to happen and even like somebody asked me today you know what was your your life a year ago like and I, at that point I hadn't even been invited to come audition for The mm-hmm. Voice so wow. I was just you know living life and playing shows on the weekend when I could so definitely a drastic change and I haven't even been home yet since all this happened so I have no idea what it looks like after this yeah, how long I, have you been here sorry I've been here since October well this round I've been here since October 31st Oh, wow. So wait, yeah. you said this round was there another this round? round? Well, I mean, we came out earlier on in the year and pre-taped. Gotcha. You know, when we did the blinds, and then we did battles and knockouts, and then we went home for a couple mm-hmm. months, and then came back out and did live shows. Yeah, I'd love to take it back to when you were. So, were you recruited for the show? Correct. Yes, they had found a video of mine on on Instagram and reached out and asked me to come to their auditions in Nashville. So I went out there and. Somehow made it through. What happened after the Nashville audition? And then you came out here to L.A., and then from there it just started steamrolling for you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you you go through different processes and different steps to get to even the blind auditions. And even if you make it to the blind audition part, there's no guarantee that you'll even get an audition on the stage because they've got 48 slots to fill, and, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on how, how many people and how quick they fill up. So... The entire process, like start. I think the audition in Nashville is back in February, so it's been a it's been a long wow. year. Wow! Yeah. Oh wow! You spent half of your year here. I, I, yeah, I think I was telling somebody I've been out here like collectively about four months this year. Oh, Can wow. we ever see you possibly move into Los Angeles? <laughs> uh, uh, pro, I, I'll, I will never say never. Right. But um, I love living in Tennessee. I love my mountains, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm living where Cookville's at. There's all these. Hiking trails and waterfalls oh, and just nice. beautiful areas. Just like, just like L.A. Absolutely, just like L.A. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, I love where I live, and you know, if the opportunity ever arose, you know, I'd have to think about it pretty hard. But I've, I've enjoyed my time out here, regardless. Yeah, I'm an East Coast girl. I'm from South Carolina, so yeah, okay. go Panthers. I don't, I, go, oh yes, that's right, yeah. and go Gamecocks. But yeah. They're not that good. Well, I'm a Nashville girl, so I can say that it has its own charm and beauty um, and very different than L.A. Absolutely. Yes. What went into your decision um, to actually auditioning for The Voice? Because that must have been a big decision, right? You have to come and spend half your year here. Yeah, honestly, when I had finally decided to go do the, the first audition, I had no idea what it would look like after. You know, okay. I didn't know. I had watched, you know, parts of the show, but I had never watched an entire season. So I didn't know what the process was. I didn't know oh, what, okay. you know, the, the different steps were. But um, 
you know, I, when I first got it, I thought it was fake. Was the first thing when I got an email <laughs> saying, "Hey, we, we watched your video on Instagram, and we'd love for you to come, you know, to Nashville and audition." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." Oh, <laughs> you you know. didn't even think it was real. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so I, you know, I even emailed them that, and I said, "How am I sure this isn't fake?" You know, and they sent me some different stuff, but. Um, it was it was a process like talking to you know we're supposed to keep it under wraps but I had asked you know advice of multiple friends of mine and family and was just like what do y'all think um, and ultimately I just came to the decision I mean what is there to lose right you know, just go out and try it and see what happens and you know never expected to be you know make the blinds much less get a chair turn and then you know, win the thing. So I had no idea what was what was happening. Yeah, let's go to that chair turn because yes, yes. come on, a one chair, chair turn, turn has won yeah. the voice, and right. that has never happened, happened in the history of you the made voice. History. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, Blake wanted to turn, but he thought he was blocked by Kelly. Let's go back to that. Right? Though. Do you think Blake was lying? Or do you I, really think no, he was blocked? I I don't think he was lying. I think like that whole thing was legit because. I was there, and the argument went on a lot longer than what they showed. Oh, really? Wow, really? Like they kept going back and forth. Really? Yeah, and at the time I was like, "What's going on, block? You know, what's going on?" Yeah. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> they were all blocking each other. At yeah, one point. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and after watching it, you know, Blake had had blocked. Kelly before and John had blocked Kelly before, mm-hmm. so right. Kelly was just you know you know she was waiting to. She's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, definitely glad Kelly turned around. People have asked me whether or not you know I was kind of salty towards Blake, um, but absolutely not. Like I mean, I've talked to him a couple times. He's a great dude, and I was happy to get one chair. You know, I know. Mm-hmm. See, had it been Kelly and Blake. I mean, I know that's like a hard question to have it now, but had it been Kelly and Blake, who do you think you would have turned Honestly, for? I probably would have gone with Blake, if yeah. I'm being 100%, because wow. I went in there hoping Blake would turn, because I'm a huge Blake Shelton fan. Yeah, absolutely. I love his music. I sing his songs at all my shows, so honestly, it probably would have been Blake, so it was, it was great that it was just Kelly, because it ended up working out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how, okay, I really want to know, how much time did you actually spend with Kelly? Did it increase over time? How did that work? Yeah, it definitely increased over time, um, especially during battles and knockouts. I think we only saw her like once or twice. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Just because there's 12 people per team, and you've got so much stuff that goes into getting ready for those. Right. Um, and then as time progressed, I saw her more and more. But even with that, I mean, she's she's busy doing her show. She's still yeah, she busy doing the music thing, you know, so, and being a parent. So um, I saw her more and more, especially there towards the end. You know, I got multiple times to sit down with her and talk and kind of figure out what we were doing as far as our arrangements and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, she's just a great person. I know you had said, I thought this was really beautiful when you said Kelly really did help you a lot, especially she's a working mother mm-hmm. juggling so many jobs, and you contemplated whether you could even have a career in music because you didn't even know if you could give that time that you really wanted to to your family. And so what else besides that have you learned from Kelly, do you think? Um, her drive is one mm. you know, one thing that's incredible because, I mean, she is a working mom, and you know, her, her advice to me was just be present and wherever I'm at, you know, whether I'm working, whether I'm with family, no matter what, just be present, be in the moment. Um, and I don't know how she does it because, I mean, and I think she's going on tour soon. Oh, wow. So between The Voice, Kelly Clarkson Show, tour, she I told somebody the other day, she went and christened a ship in the middle of what? the like, what? She came and visited us and she was like, oh, I'm going to christen a ship tonight. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Wait, Who does she, that? You I know? know. Like, is she so, like her own private jet? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, but she's just all over the place and wow, somehow she still amazing. makes time for her family and kids. And, um, wow. She, just and her of drive. Course, you know, 
contestants. Yeah, absolutely. Her, yeah. Other, her other kids. Yeah, I loved that little bit on the show when they had all. They were like, "Kelly, I'm fine." He's like, "Say it over and over." That was so funny. He's like, "I'm 31 years old." Yeah, she. But she is like that. Yeah, she. And I told somebody, you know, a couple days ago, she. I really saw her her mama bear side. Like there were times that. She wasn't happy with something or, you know, she was worried about something not working out for me. And she, like, stepped in and was like, no, he's going to be taken care of this way, this and that. Like, she really does, like, care about not just me. Like, she, I mean, she's given open invitations to people from all the other teams to come to her shows and, right. you know, be a part of it. So she's just she's just a great person. So is there anything that you can share with us um, that happened on, on the show, behind the scenes, that was memorable to you? Oh, Golly. <laughs> well, I was saying earlier, uh, now all of a sudden, all the uh, everybody's posting a bunch of videos behind the scenes of me that I didn't realize they were taking, because I always act like an idiot. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's just so many things. Like, you become family with everybody. Yeah. And, not, and not just the contestants. Like, you know, the contestant department, the guy, the camera guys, the sound guys, everybody. Like, you just become mm-hmm. a big family. Um, and I was always cutting up, like, and always giving, you know, making people work harder than they should have you know there was there was one story where um i guess he's uh sta- he's not the, the stage manager he may be like the assistant or something but he was in charge of like coming and getting me to take me on stage to rehearse and one time he wasn't watching and i accidentally started walking up towards the stage and he freaked out he's like no you can't go on stage while they're moving pieces around you know so i realized how much that bothered him so the next time i waited till he turned around and acted like i was going to walk on stage and I started walking slow and looked back at him. He goes, Jake, no. And, like, you know, almost had a heart attack. And oh, just, no. Just stuff like that. You know, just messing with people. But um, but everybody was a good sport. And, I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to staying in touch with everybody and hopefully coming back out and visiting soon. So, Do you think you will stay in touch with the contestants and the crew? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're already planning all these different shows. I know Alex Guthrie, who was originally on Team Kelly. Yeah, right, Legend. yeah. Um, great dude. He was actually my roommate for most of it Aww. until he got yeah. eliminated. Um, but uh, he's already started a, I think they've got a show on the 26th of January. In Atlanta. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow. Yeah, so they've they've got a great lineup. I mean, they've got, you know, Will going out there, Callie, Max. I can't remember who all else they've got going out there, but um, we're all trying to plan stuff where we can all play shows together and collaborate, write songs, whatnot. Are you going to be doing that show? I'm hoping so. so, I told them, but I mean, when it comes to the contracts and stuff and and what all comes with winning, I don't know anything yet. Everybody's mm. kind of taking like a vacation, you know, for the holidays, and I guess I'll figure out what's going on beginning of January. Yeah. So, was, what can we actually expect from you? Like new music, <coughs> any collaborations? Uh, well, I mean, definitely, hopefully, a ca- collaboration with the tenors at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I tell everybody, you know, like my main focus right now is just going home, spending the holidays with the family, and then um, I do have an EP that was completely done right before the show started, so I wasn't able to release it. Oh. Um, and so that I'm going to bring that to the table when we come back and be like, all right, can we use this, or can we at least mm. take some songs from it? Um, but definitely start writing. That's you know. going to be amazing. Like, you come out with your EP, and it's like, look, like you already have a fan base. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Which is crazy. Because, like, I mean, I feel like most artists, and of course you know this, like, it takes time to build a fan base. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you being on The Voice, and it gave you so much exposure, like, you can mm-hmm. actually cut through some of those layers and just be able to present your music and just kind of go from here. Absolutely. Well, and that's one great thing that, you know, The Voice provides is not only a fan base, but also your social media numbers go through the roof. And, like, yep. I think I checked today, and I'm at, like, 52,000 followers on Instagram and I was at like less than a thousand I think when I started (laughs) and so yeah so now like and I used to get so excited like like when I do bath tunes and stuff and that's how they recognize me is I would sing 
in the bathroom, you know, to my daughter while she was taking a bath. Wow. Um, so cute. And, you know, those <laughs> kind of blew up and whatnot. But I was excited if, like, 100 people just watched it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm posting things, and, like, there's over 20,000 likes on it. I'm like, what the Yeah. Hey, you know, how do you handle that? You know, so um, not that I'm changing the way I post because I still act, act like an idiot when I post things. <laughs> but um, it's just been a huge blessing. But like you said, I mean, you, you jump, you know, so far ahead of so many other people by having the platform and going ahead and building your fan base. So it's almost like you basically been like gone viral. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean I that's scary to think that I'm going viral. <laughs> you know, I'm very grateful for it. It's been a it's been an incredible thing. So are there any opportunities that have presented itself to you just like maybe out outside of the voice that you know you would love to kinda take on? Well, um I don't know. I mean I honestly the last the last Two days, last day and a half since since the final uh, finale, I've been so busy just running all over the place. I haven't really been able to check. I'm, I'm sure, you know, there will be some things, but I'll, obviously with the contracts and stuff that I'm under, like I don't know how much I'll be able to do. But mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully, like a, a Hooters thing or something like that would be yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, they were, They've they been know. tweeting at you. Yes, so yeah. funny. So they're ready something. for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 They're gonna put you onto a commercial or something. Yeah, the new face of Hooters. I know. That's scary. Look, listen, Hooters. I'm telling you. Starting here, can you smell what the hoot is cooking? Oh, I'm yeah. telling you, watch it. If the rock comes after, if me, the rock is gonna come after, I'm that. telling you, like I'm sending them your way. I'm like, dude, I, 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 I had that. nothing to do yeah. with that. Uh, what would you say was the most challenging part of being on The Voice? The whole journey. Um, being away from my family mm-hmm. is probably the hardest thing. Like, okay. I mean, you go through a lot of stress. It's a lot of anxiety. It's a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of. You know, I think one day we were on set for like 16, 17 hours doing different stuff. But um, despite all that, just being gone, and I, I, I just learned what FOMO was a couple oh, months yeah. ago. Yes. And I have serious FOMO when it comes to my girls back home because I'm like, man, I'm, they're four. They're learning so much stuff, and I mm. feel like I'm missing out. And they were taking family pictures with, with my family and, you know, and all these other things. And I miss Thanksgiving, and so I'm just like, God dang, you know, I'm, I'm missing out on so much. Um, so that, that was that was probably the hardest thing that you have to deal with. But thank God for FaceTime. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. FaceTime is a, yeah. a godsend. I know. For sure. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, other than the contestants, what will you miss most about the show? Mm. Well, honestly, I mean, probably... Everybody behind the scenes. Well, well other yeah. than the people. Other, other than the people. Other okay, than the other people. Than people. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, because, I mean, I became, like, good friends with everybody. Um, right. Shoo. Honestly, getting to, you know, getting to prepare a song, getting to put my own spin on it, and getting to work with the voice band is probably oh, one okay, of the cool. big things. Um, you know, the voice band, they are... Amazing. To say incredible is an understatement. I mean, they're yeah. just, they literally play a you know '90s country song and then come back and play hip hop, and then I mean, it's just all back to back. And they're on it all the time. All yeah. the time, they don't make Talented. mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, getting to work with them every week was was really special. That you know, you just go in there and you're like, they're like, all right, what do you want to do? And you say, okay, I want to do this. And they're like, okay, we're on it and change it. And they'd be like, oh no, I want to do this. And they change it on the fly like that. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, working with them was definitely a highlight. That's so cool because now you kind of have to start collecting other people to create your own band, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you already have an idea as to who you're going to recruit for that? Um, I played some shows with some guys back home um, that could, you know, definitely be a part of it. Um, okay. And a lot of that, I guess, depends on what 
comes with, you know, either label signing or whatever else like yeah. that. I don't know what all that looks like, but mm-hmm. um, I've got a couple guys back home that I've played shows with that I think the world of, and I love playing with them. They know they know how I play already. We've been playing together for years, and so um, maybe maybe looking at using some of those guys. It's a tour, huh? Maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think I start off with just writing some more and getting some more singles under my belt before. Right. Um, but you know, definitely, hopefully, open up for some people in the near future. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I want to get into also because you sing, um, you are a beautiful songwriter. I loved your song, you. uh, "Better Off Without You." Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, that you, so you co-wrote. That was such such a great song, and I loved how Kelly said. It is such a relatable song. I mean, you wrote that, I'm sure, during a very hard time for you. Yeah. So uh, go back to that. When did you write that? How was that for you? And how did how was that the one you picked to sing on The Voice? Yeah, so um, that was the first co-write I ever did, and I wrote it with a guy named Dave Pahanish, mm-hmm. oh, nice. incredible songwriter out of Nashville. And um, I had just gone through a divorce, and he had gone through a divorce years prior. He's happily married now with a couple girls. Um, and so I had gone to write with him with all these different song ideas, and he just wasn't he wasn't feeling any of it. He's very you know eccentric and just you know he knows how to write. I mean he's just brilliant. Um, and then I said, well I've had, I've got this this line that I can't get out of my head, and it's I can see the thunder and hear the dark because mm-hmm. in my darkest moment you can cut through darkness. You know I mean right. it just you can feel it. And he goes, oh I like that. And at the time when I, we were talking, I was just like nonchalantly unconsciously playing this this riff on my guitar. And he goes, keep that and keep the line. Okay, let's let's do something. And then we just wrote the song in less than two hours with wow. the with the wow. rhythm and use the line in the first verse. Wow. Um, yeah, that was a true song. That's writing. crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it just it just kind of flowed out, you know. And sometimes when you write, you know, songs just flow out of you yep, like that. And right. sometimes it takes like multiple days, and you're mm-hmm. coming back and writing. Mm-hmm. And so um, it just it was never any kind of smear campaign. It was never to bash anybody. It was just literally feelings that we were having that we just wanted to get out. Right. Um, but yeah, and the reason that I used it on the show was because I had already released the song prior. Mm. Okay. Um, and it really wasn't doing much, and so I pulled it back down. And the people who had heard it loved it, and so I was just like, well, you know. So I submitted a couple songs, and I wrote another song called "Love Out of Time." And I submitted both of those, and Kelly loved both of them, but she thought for the show, you know, that better off without you may maybe receive better. And it's mm-hmm. been it's been incredible. I mean, I've had so many people reach out and say that they relate to it, which, mm-hmm. as a songwriter, that's your dream, that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so sure. it's you know it's done way more than I ever thought it would, and so I'm very grateful. Have you had any fathers reach out to you? You know, I know you love your daughters so much, and you know you pretty much done so much for them. Has, has there been any fathers that uh, actually reached out to you to say, "Hey, you've been an inspiration to me. I, I see the love that you have for your daughters." Yeah, there's been a couple. Um, there's been a couple single moms too that that reached out and said, you know, I've gone through a rough divorce, and you know, it's it's really inspirational that you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the people that are saying, you know, as far as like getting on the voice, you know, they're like, man, I'm you know, I've always wanted to sing, and you know, I'm I'm a single parent, and you've kind of given me that inspiration to go out and try this stuff now. So, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what area, you know, no matter who it is, like even if one person reached out, you know, that's that's special to me, and so it's it's been really cool to think that somehow I, I help somebody out somewhere. So it's been really special. Now, is there anything in particular that, you know, looking at The Voice from TV, like we see one thing, is there anything in particular that you say actually being on The Voice that people out there just don't see? Oh, <laughs> I think, you know, honestly, this goes back to, you know, the friendship aspect. It, it, is, a, it is a singing competition. And... You know, we're all very aware of that, but none of us approached it as a competition. Mm. Like, even in battles, when we're literally going against each other on stage, 
Um, everybody approached those as we're going to create something beautiful on that stage. Mm-hmm. One of us is going to win, and the other one's going to get stolen or saved. That's how we all approached it. And so there was no like, okay, well, I'm singing with you. I'm, I'm about to beat you, you know, and like yeah. trying to out, you know, outshine. And then even as it, the, the competition went on, you know, we would sit in the, the artist tent while somebody was performing. And then they would they would come in and we'd all give them you know applause and wow. standing ovations because we were all just so encouraging of everybody and you know supportive so it wasn't ever a competition like feeling even though it is a competition right. um, but just the camaraderie and you know you just build that you know your family essentially so that was that's probably one thing that you don't get to see a whole lot of yeah that exuded true. out of you like mm-hmm. out of everybody yeah, yeah. when I would watch the like show family. I'd be like everyone loves each other and you mm-hmm. can tell. And that's what's, it's so beautiful that you can be in a competition like The mm. Voice. You're competing for, what, $100,000 mm-hmm. that you want? And I mean, wow. there's so much on the line, but yet at the end of the day, it's still just this mm-hmm. great camaraderie between all of you, which was very beautiful to watch. And especially right. you, you're such a humble, just awesome dude. Just very loving. Uh, I do have a question, though. Just curious. Uh, I sing too, so I get I can get extremely nervous. I don't know about you. I like my my throat will like (laughs) tighten up, and I just can't get any notes out sometimes because I'm so nervous. So, was there anything you did pre rituals or anything just to get the nerves out, or did you ever go? I don't know if I can hit that note. I don't know if I can do this. Did you ever have those type of moments? Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't have a pre pre ritual until I did the uh, the Desperado cover. Oh wow! And that was a couple of weeks I ago. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks wow. ago. Wow! Um, <laughs> I went out there, and so like we meet with Trelawney, who's the vocal coach, every week, um, mm-hmm. getting ready for our, you know, and we'd go in and not only rehearse our song and make sure we were hitting everything, but also how to change it up because it's a singing competition. If you sing a song the exact way it was recorded prior. Mm-hmm. People are going to be like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. you're not yeah. changing it. So we had to figure out ways to creatively change it. Um, and so I would focus so much on, like, okay, I've got to hit this note, and then I've got to come down here and then jump all the way back up here, and I've got to do the growl right here, and I've got to do this. And so when I'd go out on stage, I wasn't fully letting go because I had so mm-hmm. many different things I was thinking of. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. And then we got our in-ear monitors, and... I hate in-ear monitors, mm-hmm. but we couldn't have floor monitors, right. so I had to get to I had to get used to them. And then after, um, I'm trying to remember what song it was. Maybe it was Danny Danny's song or or That Ain't My Truck. But I walked off stage during rehearsal and I said, "I'm cheating these things out so I can actually hear what's going on mm-hmm. and screw whatever like I've been putting in my head." You know, right. sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but no, forget whatever okay. I'm supposed to say. You're fine. But um, <laughs> and so like. I, you know, I, I went out there and I just said, you know, yes, I'm practicing the song. Yes, I'm, I'm going to practice hitting certain things. But when I go out there, I'm just going to just let it flow out rather than think of all these different things. And so my ritual, and it's stupid, but I just used to do this with my arms just to, like, throw out anything oh, yeah. that was in, you know, and just try to tune out the world. And when I did Desperado, it was like everything around me stopped. Mm. And that's when, that was the first performance that I was not nervous at all. I was just, wow. I was like, I'm, I'm doing what I know to do, you know. You're here. Yeah. And so... Everything past that, I just had a good time. I just went out there thinking, you know what? I practiced practiced the song enough, and it should come natural. And whatever happens out on stage, just rock and roll with it. Right. Well, jumping off of that, which was the hardest one that you sang on the show? Oh, uh, you lie. Oh, by Reba. Um, I had never heard that oh, song before. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and that was probably one of my worst performances. Um, <laughs> it was it was it was rough. But um, Kelly had actually um, picked that one, and she right. had actually brought it up. And she said, no male country artists are trying to cover this song because it's, I mean, it, you're down here 
and then mm. you jump way up here and yeah. you get these huge notes. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, well, I'll try it, you know, and um, I got out there and my nerves got the best of me. That that was when we didn't have our, our actual custom-made ear monitors, which oh, that sounds yeah. really bougie. But it was just like a stock, you know, like normal uh, ear monitor, and none of us could hear right. That's what I was going to ask you, like, because... I've heard sometimes even when um, other guests have come on there, like, you you really can't hear. No, and that's mm-hmm. why it's so important, like, to get the mix right. And yep. I don't even use floor monitors at my shows at home. So now I'm going into these things that are just isolating sound, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't get my levels right. Yeah. I've worn in-ear, in-ears before, and that's a whole different beast. Because mm-hmm. you're really only just hearing your... It's very... Just yourself, yep. you know? But, I mean, you have the band and a mix in it, but it's way different than having monitors. Yeah, and if you. you don't know what to listen for, because mm-hmm. we don't get that many times to... Like, I mean, we get re- rehearsals every week. But we get, like, three rehearsals with our in-ears on stage. So you basically got to know, like, the mel- like you have to know what you're doing pretty much. Absolutely. And so <laughs> this is the first time you're using it. Like, it's hard to get that mix just right. So that's why I started cheating it out so I could actually yeah. hear what was going on. I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> first time with national television in-ears? Oh, God. That would... Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I'd be was, cheating all the time. It was Ooh. very nerve-wracking. And that and that was another thing that I, that I went out just in my head about, like, okay, I can't mess this up, you know, because I've got these in-ears. Right. So when, when I, it was the Desperado week, I said, all right, I'm just letting loose on this one and and you know i wasn't nervous i had a good time it showed yeah it, it did showed. show and i love because yeah. gwen said just from your whole um journey how at the end i rewatched your um finale performances before oh, i came here um but gwen had said that you just your journey from how just comfortable you were on stage and i was watching it i was like he looks like a winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're just on stage, just owning your moment, and it was it was great. You seemed so relaxed and so at ease, and just like I'm here. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and I'm just doing what I love. Yeah, that I, came through. Yeah, and, and a lot of that's you know due to to Kelly, you know, coaching me along the way, and her telling me you know act like you belong out there, you know, rather than mm. going out there and being timid like just believe that you're supposed to be here and you're here for a reason and so and you did that mm-hmm. yeah which a lot of times people thought you know before Desperado everybody was like man you look so calm and confident I'm like I'm terrified of you know that's <laughs> why I'm like looking around at the crowd like oh maybe you should be an actor let's keep it to the singing no, yeah. I, I feel like we've kind of got to that special session that we talked about before which is the Hoot session. The hoot session. We actually have some questions from our fans that would like to ask you specifically about all about you, Jake. Yeah. So I posted on my Instagram. uh, I posted if anybody had any hoot questions, and then you shared it. And when you did that, I got a lot of responses. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, okay, cool. So I just have a couple. Uh, so MMC2852 asks, who is your dream singer to duet with? Nice. The Eagles. The Eagles. I know it's a band and not just a solo artist. Yeah, no no worries. Yeah, that's my all-time favorite band, so yeah, it's probably the Eagles. I mean, you sung with Big Little Town, so... Yeah, Little Big Town. Little, little, big, little big, big Town. town. Little big, I, won't, oh. I won't tell them you said that. <laughs> no, yeah, they were they were one of my all-time favorite bands, too, and that was a dream come true. Not only getting to sing with them, but getting to meet them. They were the nicest people oh, you ever wow. meet. Really? Everybody seems like the nicest person ever. I know. I, know. I just want to, like, love everybody. everybody. Well, yeah, like, Will I Am came, you know, because that Black, Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, the, yeah they all. Oh, so it's Will I Am, and what's the other? Is it Tavo or Tavo or something? Anyway, they Fergie both, and all of them. Yeah, well, Fergie wasn't there. Fergie, it was just, no, Fergie it was yeah, just, yeah, the tile. Yeah. 
and they they came outside afterwards, and they were the nicest people too. I was like. Yeah. So nice, yeah. here, you know. Everybody was super nice. Well, the yeah. thing is, is you, imagine you're getting plucked from just your ordinary life. Just I'm in the bathroom singing with my daughter, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, whoa! I'm I'm meeting all of these famous people, and they're just like, "Hey, what's up, Jake?" Yeah, yeah exactly. Wait, and, then, and, then, and then they're like fans of you. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy because they're like, when I was rehearsing with Little Big Town, they were like. I said, you know, I was trying to find their harmonies because they've got all the harmony parts figured out, you know. Mm, right. And I was trying to figure it out. And at one point, Jimmy was just like, hey, I'll just I'll just back off and you go ahead and take the part. Or somebody was like, you just take most of the song and we'll just feel it. I was like, this is wow. your song. Yeah. Like, you know, so, I mean, it was just yeah. an incredible they thing. They believe to, in you. Wow. Yeah, and they sent a, a tweet, they tweeted or something like a video afterwards in their in their plane or whatever, just going, whoo, congratulations. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. I love it. So the Eagles, if you're watching, I'm sure they're watching. So if yes. you're watching, Jake Hood. All right? Yeah. It's got to happen. Thank <laughs> uh, <Speak> you. <laughs> put it out in the universe. Yeah. Uh, next question is from, I don't know if I'm going to mispronounce this, but called EMC14057 said, what was the first thing your daughter said to you after you won? Yes, good one. <laughs> um, both of the girls came up screaming daddy, <laughs> and then they instantly went to picking up confetti and trying to find any place <laughs> that they could stuff it. Like, they were like, because they, they cut our our, our uh, pockets out on our pants, oh. and so they were trying to put it in my pocket. They're like, "Daddy, we can't put it in your pocket." And I was like, "All right." So I was, I mean, I was stuffing my coat pocket full oh of this God. confetti. But yeah, yeah. But, um, I think you know, being four years old with the confetti falling from the sky and lights and music going off, you know, they were just they were caught up in the moment. So they didn't say, "Father, thank you, won. I'm we're so happy for yes. you. We are pleased with you. Father, we are, yeah. Father, we are pleased with yes. you. Now all the money and get us all the Christmas presents." Yes. <laughs> Yeah, she, came up and she was like, that prize money. Yeah. <laughs> Do you actually get any say in your clothing or the way that the stage is set up? Um, as far as how the stage is set up, we get we get some. They they already have that kind of planned out. And as far okay. as the clothing, um, we do have a say. Like we sent in like you know ideas early on what we wanted to wear. Um, and I back home, I just wear flannels and jeans. Um, <laughs> and so I got to wear that for my blind, but past that, they were like, it's not really fancy enough. <laughs> so I sent them some ideas, and you send just like pictures of like different, you know, outfits or whatever. Okay. I sent them one <laughs> with a suit jacket, just one with a sports coat. That was my MO the rest of the <laughs> Yeah, time. that was. Oh, you like, you like that? It's fine. Yeah, so, but I will say this leather jacket, I've been wearing crap out of it the last couple of days but this is what I wore on stage with Little Big Town and they actually let me wear a flannel and jeans underneath it and that was like I was like oh I'm back I'm, I'm, back. Back. I'm back you're I'm back. Back. so you get to keep the clothing yes well that's oh. one that's one positive to being a big guy I guess is like they tailor it to you Wow. And they're like, well, nobody else is going to fit in this thing, so you know, might as well just take home. it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you're not that tall. No, no, no. not at all. <laughs> We're the same height. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Like way taller than you. I, I can actually. Yeah. I knew it. Yes. Right. The moment I saw you, <laughs> to look up at him. Um, our next question uh, was from Hilly underscore Kate, and she says, "What was your last chance song? You never oh, wow. sang a last chance True. song. I did. You did. I Wait. You I did? sang it for the finale." Oh, yeah. okay. So, Amazed was actually my last chance song. Oh! So, yeah, and there was a moment after one of the um, the review, or review, one of the results nights, um, and they called my name, you know, I got voted through, whatever, and I walked off, and Kayla came up and gave me a, a hug, and we talked for a while, and everybody was asking me, like, what were y'all talking about? You know, what'd she say? And it was actually, she she said, I think it was like top ten or something, she goes, 
I heard, she goes, we need to be thinking about a finale song for you. I heard your version of Amazed is really good, so you need to be considering that. And so when finale week rolled around and I needed a song, they contact me and they're like, I think we're going to go with, you know, Amazed if you're good with that. And I was like, let's rock and roll. Because wow. I'd already been practicing it for weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. Heck, see? Yeah. That's a little so, wow. Amazed is awesome. my favorite country song oh, of really? all time. That was like the song when I was in high school with my boyfriend. I was like, this is our song. <laughs> this is our married. song. We're going to get married. Yep. I love you. Stand By Your Man was also the other song. Oh, like, gosh. Yeah, but I, I, that's one of my favorites. So when you sang that, I was like, ooh. And then you did all the different yeah. stuff, all the liberties you took at the Crazy end. stuff, yeah. Um, no, it was, it's a great song. I love Lone Star. I love Richie McDonald. Um but yeah, that was that was a song that I had been already practicing for weeks. So I kind of looked at with that one. Wow. Well, good. Well, you looked out. You never had to do it until the finale. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, you were already ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I felt bad for the people who had to sing their last chance song, and then made it through. Like Shane, I think Rose had to, and then Hello Sunday did, um, because they had to turn around and not only learn the song for that week, but then also learn a new last chance song to perform. So they were learning no. two songs while the rest of us were just learning one and getting to practice what we had already had. So, wow. Oh, man. All right, the next one I'm going to ask you is you're just going to have to guess who said this. Oh. <laughs> I can actually see who it is. So it's that will Comfy and Cozy reunite in the future uh, for some tunes and wings? Yeah. yeah. It's Shane. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That, was, uh, that dude is an incredible guy. Yeah. I love Shane to death. He's really sweet. Uh, oh, he's so sweet. So funny, and I'm so glad towards the end he kind of like actually showed who he was on camera mm-hmm. yeah. because there for the longest time, anytime a camera would come on, he's like, yeah, but then he finally decided to let loose, and you know, people fell in love with him because I mean, he's a hilarious guy, he he's, is. he's so talented. He would do all these runs all the time, you know, and be like, oh no, you know, yeah, yeah. Think it runs, but um, just a great guy, and yeah, we were, we were called Comfy and Cozy. And a few people had the pleasure of sitting in between us in like a minivan. <laughs> oh my god! And I say the pleasure because oh, you know that was you know yeah, an interesting nice ride. ride. Like, yeah. <laughs> Your shoulders disappear behind us. You know? <laughs> yeah. But a good thing is they didn't have to wear a seatbelt. They were going nowhere. Oh See? yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Just three more. Um, Nina Christina says, "What are your goals for 2020?" Um, hopefully to open for some people on tour, to come out with an album, and I don't know, just hopefully go full time in music at some point. You know, I'd love to. You for sure will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, going right off of that, Red Loves Orange Thirteen said, "What's next? A tour? Who decides this? Is it an album?" Um, I think that's that's a conversation that I have with you know I guess Kelly when we get back and then um, and some other people I guess that are involved in like the label process and all that kind of stuff because honestly I have no, no idea, idea what any of that looks like I'm just like because Kelly when last time I saw her she said you know she said we'll, we'll talk about you know more stuff when we get back and everything mm-hmm. we got some ideas um, and obviously when it comes to an album you don't want to rush an album so you no, know I said no, it's a goal for 2020 but at the same time like you don't want to rush it mm-hmm. the rush the creative absolutely yeah. so um, but a really cool thing is the voice band um, Paul who's the band leader or whatever came up to me the night like right after the um, results or whatever and he had told me he said man we'd love to work with you in the future if you ever decide to do something and so oh, nice. you know, hopefully cool. be able to get those guys to come in and, and do the yeah. instruments and stuff on that listen it, it sounds like the universe set you up yeah. <laughs> it really like, did you literally don't have to worry about anything at this point yeah and I mean it you know against my will I was stubborn you know and it still was just like nope 
we're going to set you up. That's so, so awesome. Do yeah. you, um, will Kelly be helping you then throughout the rest, the next step, the next stage? I think she will. I mean, um, she said multiple times she wanted to. And okay. I, you know, she was very invested from the get-go with me. And so, um, especially now, you know, after winning and stuff, I think she and her husband are definitely going to be helping me out, hopefully, you know. Mm-hmm. Please, Kelly. Yeah. Come on, Kelly. Yeah, God, she she seems yes. like a nice enough person. Yeah. Oh, my God. She yeah. seems like such a great she person. She seems cool yeah. enough. She's not. She's terrible. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, she's she's a Texas girl, and I'm from Texas, so yeah. listen, I know we have big hearts. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she's, she really is. She's the same on camera she have, as is off camera. I mean, she's just a great person. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I just have a shout-out from one Instagram account, homegrown underscore design. So homegrown underscore design. They build custom pieces of furniture. Oh. And they sent me a message and said that they want to send you something. So oh, dang. I don't know. Just See, shout it out there. We were talking about. Yeah. I saw. I saw. I saw some things that they have, and it was really cool. And something your daughter, maybe could get something for her yeah. built. So. Oh yeah! Heck yeah. yeah! Yeah. So I'll. I'll definitely have to. Yeah. Maybe get that contact from you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll work something out. We'll we'll work something. I'll out. have my people. Re- you know. Yeah. 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 I'll get my. Yeah. I'll get my people, meaning just myself. Yeah. yeah. yeah All your people. <laughs> um, I have one more question for you. Um, do you have any advice for your creative fans also looking to pursue a career in music? As cliche as it sounds, just get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. it's, uh, you know. I was nervous for a long time being a dad, wanting to do music full-time and leaving a consistent paycheck. And I'm still kind of nervous about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also very skeptical and nervous to do a, a singing show. And mm-hmm. so, you know, with a good support system behind me that encouraged me and pushed me and basically kicked me in the rear end out the door, um, you know, it just go ahead and do it. Like, why not? What do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Just have a good time. I mean... If you are absolutely passionate about it, then go out there and do it. I mean, you can't go wrong if you love what you do. What What were you skeptical of about doing a reality show versus just doing music on your own? Um, I don't know. Like, I felt like there were a lot of stigmas. Yeah. That really, I mean, there's not... I think I, I created a lot of those stigmas. Yep. Um, and, you know, the whole idea of, of competing against other incredible singers and being on national television and doing interviews and stuff like I was just like nah that ain't for me like absolutely and so um you know it was just something that I had to just go okay no matter what happens I'm gonna go have a good time and you know and then coming out and meeting everybody I was like oh man this is really cool and so you know if any if I took anything away from it you know just the the family that you you create and getting to meet cool people like yeah I mean it just it's all just been a cool experience and um definitely glad that I I just kind of force myself to go do it. I think it's really easy for us to talk ourselves out of situations that yeah. seem a lot greater and a lot bigger than what we think we can accomplish Absolutely. a lot of the time. So that's really cool that you yeah. were able to kind of break through that barrier, get a little nudge from family and friends and yeah. being reached out. So that's, that's really awesome you took that leap. Yeah. I would like to know, of course, I mean, you've been on The Voice and you've accomplished so much you know, just by going through all of the competitions and actually winning, what more do you feel that that you actually have to accomplish with overcoming? Oh, um, I still need to work on my confidence a lot, you know, but um, Mm -hmm. as far as like other things that I want to accomplish in life, you know, I've already done way more than I ever thought I could do. Um, the Grand Ole Opry back in Nashville is my dream stage to play on. So oh, hopefully, that'll, yes. hopefully that'll happen. Oh, they'll but, be calling. It's going to um, happen. Oh, yes. yeah. But I think as a, as a songwriter, I just want to create things that 
people can relate to and that help people. Um, and that, I mean, that's basically why you do it, I feel like. You know, if you love music, you want to create something that, you know, other people can feel and sing back to you, you know. And, and just honestly, playing the song and listening to people sing it back at my shows back and back home that was already like I was on a high I was like man people know the words to one of my songs that's yeah. cool and so mm-hmm. moving forward you know I just want to be able to write and, and perform and just get out there and have a good time and definitely first and foremost be a dad and be you know present back home mm-hmm. but um, yeah just challenge myself to get out there and there's still a lot of things I'm nervous about like talking on stage Mm-mm. Really? I mean, I, I feel like you're yeah. doing great. You're right doing now. Yeah. 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 This is yeah. one thing, so but like, yeah, before, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before, before we go out, yeah, before we go out, they're like, oh yeah, Carson may ask you a question. I'm like, God, what? No, <laughs> this is not part of this. You know? No. And I, would I start, just want to sing. I, know. I was more nervous to talk during one of the results shows than to actually be eliminated. Whoa. Like, I would be out there and I'd be like, oh God, please don't. And then when it, whenever I got voted through without having to ask a question, that was the best night. I was like, yes. You know? So are you interested in taking any, like, Toastmaster classes now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to have to have help with public speaking or something. But, you know, like, that's actually interesting because, you know, you, you, you do radio, right? I, I sell it. I do okay. a lot of, I do a lot of like, creative commercials and slogans and jingles and stuff like that. Um, I did interview some before I came back out here, but as far as like doing any kind of shows or something, I don't know if I could do it. But I, I think I also feel like that's different, you know, doing a radio show than it is like, you know, talking mm. in front yeah, of the crowd or something. Because clearly, you know, like nobody really sees you, but but you're still. But talking. there's still pressure. Like yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like so the way I it works in my brain is singing covers or even singing an original song. I've already got the map for where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I know every, so you know it. yeah, I know every turn, everything. When it comes to talking, it's all improv. And oh so yeah, I'm like, that's, oh, true. that's true. I don't know if I could Stop do that. Yeah. Absolutely, I right. come up with questions or comments or whatever else, and so I think that's what gets in my head. And I'm like, I don't know if I could improv yeah. in front of a bunch of people. Or well, <laughs> I feel like you're going to be doing a lot of speaking. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious because. Um, during during this process, it's so awesome and it's so amazing, but you're also being judged on something that you love so deeply and you mm-hmm. care about so deeply. And I know you said something about with your confidence and stuff. How is it for somebody when you get people that are, that are naysayers or say, no, I don't think so. No, he shouldn't have won. No, this isn't. Like, what do you say to those people and does that affect you? And how do you build from that to go, you know what, I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm going to keep on going up to the top. Well, I mean, I'm sure there were a bunch of naysayers throughout the whole competition, but I just didn't care. I didn't mm-hmm. look. Um, but I would say to a lot of those people, you know, if they were to say, you know, well, Ricky or Katie or Rose should have won or Alex or Shane or whatever, I'd be like, I agree. Because everybody that was a part of that competition should have won. Right. Everybody was incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, I mean, there's always music and a competition like that is so subjective. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, sure. I, I could be, you know, the greatest R and B singer, the best vocal, and I could be Steve Perry on there, that you know is one of the greatest vocalists of all time mm-hmm. for Journey, and somebody could like country music and bash Steve Perry, who could outsing just about anybody, or right. Freddie Mercury. People who like, you know, I don't know, rap could hate Freddie Mercury because he's not, you know. So it's all subjective, and I, and there were so many people that so many contestants that got so disheartened by it. But people are just, I mean, a lot of people can just be mean. Mm-hmm. They can yeah. just you know, be ruthless. Social and, media, ugh. Absolutely. And yeah. so I would try to go by and just be like, don't listen to them. Like, you've got, for one hater, you've got 50 people mm-hmm. that love you. you yeah. know? And so it's so subjective. But I, I told myself early on, I was like, I'm not going to read 
comments. I'm not going to read, you know, these people who just want to go out and, you know, bash and stuff. Because at the end of the day, if I met them in person, they would never say that to my face. No, they wouldn't. True. Yeah, people just so true. sit behind a computer sometimes, Absolutely. and that's all that they know to do because they have nothing else going for them. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and, and a lot of those people, and, and one thing to give those haters or naysayers or whatever some credit, a lot of those people don't know the person that they're bashing. Mm-hmm. And I think if they were to meet all of us and get to know who we are as people, like they wouldn't be saying a lot of those things. That's true. That's because so true. people have off nights. I don't care who you are. You walk out on a live, telev- you know, live, live television on a stage in front of all these people, and you've got one chance to improve, impress everybody. You know, you're going to have an off night. Oh yeah. Right. And people Definitely. judge you so much on your off night. And go, well, you're not good. That's not true. Like your mm-hmm. ears could be off. You know, something else. And so. Yeah, I just I would just say you know don't pay attention to it. Let yeah. them let them hate. You know they're obviously, you know I'm in a great place in life. And even if I didn't win, I'm I'm still in a great place in life. I'm right. happy with it. So who cares what anybody else has to say about it? I love that. Sure. So I love awesome. That. And you 100 percent did so amazing and Thank deserved you. it Absolutely. so 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 much. That mm. classic country voice, like Thank you. yeah, timeless, timeless, oh, like literally <laughs> timeless country voice, so pure. Thank you um, so not to put you on the spot. Oh gosh, but this is always going to put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but would you mind singing a little bit for us? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes. yes. Hey. Una poca de gracia, parti parti, ya, ya arriba, ya arriba. That was a perfect way to end this. Thank you, thank you so much, Jake. Thank you, and congratulations on Appreciate everything congratulations. beautiful and awesome. You're going to have such an amazing career, and we cannot look forward to. We are looking forward. We cannot look forward. We to cannot it. look forward. <laughs> we are looking forward to your journey and your music, and to see where all this goes. Thank for you all so much for having me. Oh, of course. It. Congratulations, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Where can we find you on social media? Um, Facebook, it's Jake Hoot. Um, and then on Instagram, it's jake.hoot.music. And then I think on Twitter, it's jakehootmusic. So, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yes. And you can find me on social media at Rachel Swindler on Instagram or at Rachie Swin on Twitter. You can find me at Nima Sky, N-E-E-M-A-S-K-Y-E, on all social media platforms. You can find me on all social media platforms <laughs> at I Am Bali Girl. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you so much again to Jake Hoot. Congratulations. We loved having you in here. The Voice Panel After Show. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.